Hello. Hello. Um, we are back we again. Are back. And if you're wondering why Nick always says hello first, a little trivia thing here, it's because he presses the start button. Yeah, I'm, I'm the first one to know that it's recording. <laughs> He's the head of the game. Yeah, a little sneak behind the wizard's sleeve there. <laughs> Uh, here we are again uh, in the uh, what we call the garden. Yeah, it's got, it's got plants in it. And it's outdoors. It is definitely a garden. Yeah, by all standards of garden. Um, so yeah, good to be back. We, uh, the um, oh, I had a thought. The last um, the last podcast we did, we were talking about anti-Semitism. Yeah, just a quick thought on that is that uh, you know the um, uh, the anti-Semitism protests and, and lots of people were claiming that it was um, instigated by the Tories, that the, the Tories right. caused uh, Jews to go and do this. And it just occurred to me how amusing it is that Jews are blamed for uh, causing uh, or starting communism and capitalism in order to start wars, uh, blamed for just about all wars that have ever been behind every conspiracy theory. Uh, they're controlling banking, they're controlling... Uh, um, I know the, the Hollywood and the press, uh, but then when Jews uh, have a protest, what the first yeah. protest ever against anti-Semitism, then that was caused by someone Less else. Yeah. The, Tories. <laughs> the only thing the Jews don't do is anything that Jews do. So the Tories are behind the Jews, <laughs> basically. Who yeah. control everything? Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's always suspicious. Tories. I bet the Tories are Jews. <laughs> it wasn't us. It was the it was the Tories. So anyway, what's um, what else is going on? Nick, who knows what's going on? I, I really don't. But we've got the internet now, so I can find out again what's going on. Yeah. Uh, well, we're at war in Syria. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. What in Syria, I think, rather than with Syria. This thing we're at war with Syria is that suggests it could go either way. Yeah. It's Syria's bearing the full brunt of being at war with us, I think. I haven't followed it much. It was um, it was quite fast, wasn't it? it was precise. Uh, yeah. Bombing mission. Yeah, so there's, um, there's kind of fallout now about whether or not May should have consulted Parliament. She didn't. Right. Should she have? Uh, I, I, legally, I don't know, but um, Corbyn's trying to bring in now. Uh, he's suggesting there's something called the War Act, which I think is the least Corbyn sounding act. Is he going, okay, tell me about that then, because I. I, I haven't read much on this, but as far as I know, we, we don't we don't know what information she had and whether it was something urgent to. If you've got some really good intel, in no, now. But she she could have made that claim. She could have made a kind of WMD claim or something. But what what it was, I think, is the the, the use of chemical weapons, or Which the, or used the, before, the alleged though. use of chemical weapons, gas in the right in the boom. And there's some there's there is some doubt about whether that actually happened. Right. Um, yep. But, Anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that was not what we were going to talk about at all. No. Nope. Um, we were going to talk about freedom of speech. That was a little, little side angle there, just coming in, yeah. of which we have no opinion, so I'm really glad you brought it up. <laughs> well, I, I just know because I had to read up on it this morning because I was writing for someone for the news quiz. Oh, OK. Um, so you've written some jokes about it that you can't jokes, tell us. Yeah, some jokes that uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm selling. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Oh, how evil would that be to write for a guest in the news quiz and then just preempt all their <laughs> best lines just, in the podcast? I'm just going to test it out on my yeah. podcast. All right. So you can't even say who it was for now, can you? I shouldn't do. No, that. of course you can't. So, so you're never going. You're never going to know. No. If you hear a really funny joke from some comedian somewhere, it might have been Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so it it usually is. Yeah. Um, we were going to talk about free speech, weren't we? We were. Yeah. I think. I think when we say we were, I make it sound like we actually had a plan. Yeah. Uh, at some point, I was drinking. Went oh, about free speech. 
about as far as it went. I couldn't stop him saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I was always a big, um, well, not a big, a big advocate. Of, I, I was an absolutist, I reckon, on free speech. Yeah. I've been, uh, I realise now actually that's why I kind of, I recognise idealists for what they are and uh, and, and kind of have a certain s- uh, sympathy for idealism in that I think, but idealism really suits younger people. Yeah. You know, there's almost no excuse not to be, and uh, I think most of my life I've been quite absolutist on a lot of different things. And now it's ridiculous, isn't that? As you get older, your views change. You go, no, they won't, they won't. But of course, yes. You just see so many different scenarios where you go, well, I'm not sure about that anymore. And, and you sort of see, you see things historically a bit more. When, you know, you see things tried and fail, and you go, oh, why did that fail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these kind of, oh, maybe I wasn't right about everything. Um, I'm, I'm fairly big absolutist on freedom of speech. I'm fundamentally for free speech. I'm kind of like I believe it's a necessity. I believe it's it protects yeah. us in so many different ways against, uh, and that, that's why I, I, the control of the internet is, uh, I think, a worrying thing because I think it's yeah. important for it to uh, uh, to be that that defence, that protection. But at the same time, we've seen what iniquity actually allows for. You know, the the dark web, for example. Not yeah. that I, I know how you really control that anyway but uh, it's there's very little good that's happening on the dark web there's no, sales well, the, the, of weapons probably there, there's a reason children, it stays dark yeah yeah but then that isn't is that a free speech issue no I'm saying that with each uh, no but with with the freedom of um, of the internet uh, comes uh, uh, of course a darker side and I'm, I'm saying yeah. that comes with everything including free speech and that's <coughs> probably why I'm not as absolutist anymore um, it, it does, but I, th- I think the way I see it is that the darker sides of free speech, like, examples of speech that you detest, are the best test of whether you are in favour of free speech. Yes, to- totally agree with that. Um, I mean, everybody's in favour of free speech for stuff they agree with. Yep. So, it, yeah. But there are areas where someone will just say something awful or hateful or uh, and, and then use free speech as, as their excuse, and I go, well, it's not. Or claim it's a free speech issue. I go, no, it's actually an issue about you being cruel to someone. Right. Do you know, and I think free speech does allow. I think there should be some responsibility with speech, especially the more public it is, and the, the bigger the forum, the bigger the uh, the audience. Yeah, it, uh, there's quite a lot of in, on the net at the moment, isn't there? Of people, people crying out free speech when what they mean is they're being attacked for something they said. Yes. And what they said might have been just an insult or a threat or just something vile to somebody. I'm not easily offended by shit, so I'm not going to yeah to get upset and say, "Well, we're not allowed to say anything that." Uh, but there's a lot of association nowadays between ideas and violence, you know, or the speech is just violence. Yeah, that's that's a that's a new thing, isn't it? It, well, it feels like it's a growing thing, yeah, growing attitude. Yeah, coming well, out of universities and so on. Yeah, when you look at the campus, campus protests, you, you see people talking about how how speech can be violence. Yep, which is is I think qualitatively different from saying that speech can lead to violence or incite violence. I don't mind people having a conversation about whether speech can be violent. That's that's uh, yeah. interesting. <laughs> Good. Just have a nice chat. But it's it's when it's declared as like that is violence. Someone's saying something and you know universities won't allow any other views nowadays and uh, not everywhere. It's just we're, we're hearing about the same universities over and over again. I think. We but are. They, they, it's every every few months there's some protest or a walkout of speech or not, no platforming. That's that's kind of an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'd be 
totally free. People don't have to go along to these talks or lectures, and they no. can go along and form their own opinions and uh, and disagree with the speaker. And plus, someone else can put on a speech disagreeing with the speaker. That's all cool. Yeah. Where it comes down to is ones like um, I, I don't know. I, I want to make this clear. I don't know full details here. I heard. Okay. I didn't see this show, but I heard from someone else who saw a show where someone was reading out love letters of a, a, a previous lover, I think a husband or something. Oh, this, this um, we, we did discuss this briefly on the, uh, the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure. See, ones like that, I'm, we'll, we'll, I'll just reiterate it quickly because uh, um, because people might not listen to that last one. But uh, So it's, it's someone who, as far as I'm concerned, if, if, if someone's received love letters and then they're reading them out without that person's permission, I, I feel queasy about it. I'm like, that person doesn't have a chance to defend themselves there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, there's an area where sort of libel crosses through with free speech, and yeah, we I mean, we have we have we have quite well understood limits on free speech, don't we? The the, the classic example is um, you if you're an absolutist, you'd be against libel laws, wouldn't you? Yeah, I know some people are, I think, but it's I think it makes sense that you that, that's an example where speech can be damaging, isn't it? You, sh- you show that someone. Someone's defamed your character and like damaged your standing, you know, and potentially say damaged your career, your ability to make a living, something like that. Made a, if they made a claim that you can prove not true, yes. Yeah. Oh well, libel has to be untrue. But this isn't making a claim, is it? This is reading out something that was given to you in private. That's not this. It's all true. It was written. It was said. You know, but but it, to me, it's it, it it's it feels almost like revenge porn to to yeah yeah do something like that. So, but it do, it doesn't. I, again, I don't know the details of the case, but I, I'm, I'm, his solicitor, I seem to recall, was saying, the husband's solicitor was saying that it was defamation because it was misrepresentative. That the other things were shown out of context to give a particular narrative that he disagrees with. It's interesting because I don't know the full scenario. The, the no, case hasn't been put up with a full scenario yet, but I have asked other people their opinions. I'm quite interested how many people are, yeah, well, that's fine, just, but I don't think they'd feel yeah. fine if it was them. <coughs> no, it. I, it feels to me just on, on politeness. If you, if you at wrote least. a love letter to me, no, I would show everyone. Yeah, that's why I would definitely have. do that. I know you like. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I kind of feel the things that happen in a relationship. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm not. I'm not into the big sort of hanging out, dirty washing in public kind of thing. And uh, I think a lot of entertainment does do that a lot. Yeah. Because uh, comedians, particularly, are always drawing on their own lives, and. I've wherever I've done that, wherever I've drawn on something that happens in my own life, I do consider whether I'm hurting someone or not, and we'll check with them. Unless it's someone who has really hurt me and deserves it, then I might talk about that. But uh, yeah, but you can. I mean, you can anonymise people. Yeah, and things you can use fake names and things like that. I think the difference. Very often, people still know who it is in this business. People who know you. If you were to talk about your wife on stage, a lot of people would know who it is. It's down to two. <laughs> you have to make it clear which one, one, yeah. One of my wives. Don't confuse them. I think actually people would know both. <laughs> yeah, I should make clear for the listeners and any. <laughs> he hasn't got two wives. Any, any right now. law enforcement. These were in different this, orders. Yeah, there's subsequent, not concurrent. Yeah, wife A and B, and then there's loads of Roman numerals. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's an interesting case, but I, I, you know that that's down to libel, and that's her using. Like, I don't think anyone was attacking her ability to freely speak about I'm the relationship. Not, it's, I, it's and the, I think she might have done it. Might be totally fair and totally right to do. I don't. Yeah. I haven't seen the show. I've got no right to speak on it, other than just hearing the scenario and, and realizing that I'm suddenly not sure because I've seen a few shows in Edinburgh where someone has talked about someone else, and I've wondered whether they've had their 
information. I just thought you're just saying really nasty things. Or oh, someone doing a dating show where they put up pictures of people they've uh, dated yeah. and uh, and then talked about them. And it's the same as when someone tweets a picture of someone else on a train and then calls them names. Look at this, um, you know, yeah, yeah. twat-looking guy and so on. And then I'm not totally comfortable because that person on the train is suddenly all over the internet without them their knowledge and being called names as well for their their look or the picture at a <coughs> time when they were particularly tired or whatever. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I feel, feel feels interesting and it feels not nice. I, don't, I I probably would still be against banning a thing like that, and then there may be ways to legislate so that if you unfairly make someone a figure of like, you know, if well, you, what's the difference between legislating against it and banning it? Oh, no, giving them recourse. I mean. I see. So if they object, so um, like if yeah, but you know there's so many things we we give recourse and um, we put in laws, but the truth is, it's, it's very hard to go about those laws really. To uh, if someone defames you, it's, there's so much effort. I'm thinking of what I've got going on at the moment with a, a past guy that I live with, which uh, the effort of going to court <coughs> and, and even finding out where he lives and so on yeah. is uh, is huge. Yeah, I mentioned. In fact, I can't just mention that and carry on. But uh, there was a, a guy I've been living with uh, for the last six months. So I lived in, moved into a house with two other people, and one of them turns out to be uh, a known fraudster who's run off with a load of money and stuff. Right. And, um, and in a way that he knew he had that money for the last month we were living together, and was. And, yeah. and I've seen it from him. I've seen that he thoroughly enjoys uh, that kind of abuse of other people, and and you know, having uh, their money, their possessions, whatever else. So I kind of want him to get done for it. But I've got to find out where he lives. I've got to you know, find out whether I can even... I'm probably going to end up going to small claims court and all this shit. And it, yeah. This is one of those ones where I'm fired up enough to do something about it. But there's so many things in life we just go, oh, it's just not worth it. Even complaining to companies about uh, trains late and whatever. It's There's a lot of effort involved nowadays. Yeah, there is. I, mean, I don't know how many times, um, you know... People, there used to be a thing where you could uh, get loads of money back from your bank because of the uh, unfair bank charges. Right. And... You know, so the tens of thousands of people, maybe more, in the position where by writing a letter, they could have got thousands of pounds. Yep. And I didn't. Most people. Well, didn't. Most people. Well, I'm not writing train, a letter. The train was an hour and a half late that they arrived back in London after the uh, the underground and so on. I could put in a complaint and get my money back, but at the same time, I just want to get the night bus before it goes and not spend yeah. another half an hour trying to wait for someone in the office to give me a complaint for it. I don't know all that stuff. But I find it amazing that you know, someone, someone who's a professional writer wouldn't you know wouldn't for more than they would ever make for a day's writing write a single letter and send it off oh don't put a stamp and dress it's not and art though is it it's not art no it's not and the art part is the fun of writing okay. it's mundane but that's who okay so that's the difference between uh, actually banning things or giving you recourse is that banning things you don't have to do all that it's just it's already illegal yeah it's someone else's job it is to do that on the other hand you could argue puts a lot of pressure on the police if we have to have them cover every little social interaction. I, I think the like, well-drawn laws are a really, really good thing. Yeah, They're really sort of basic comfort of society kind of stuff. Yeah, but you know, even like with this guy, the, uh, the the complication was that the because he didn't pass money on to the agent, the estate agent. Um, so they then took the money off the deposits, and none of us are getting our deposit back. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to look into the legalities of it and so on. You say well-drawn laws. You, you haven't looked at laws. They're uh, oh, I'm not um, saying I'm not saying they're I'm all well-drawn. Through, I'm you, well, the, I'm sure they they're extremely well-drawn, but but still, for, for uh, a layman to look through them and uh, everything is referencing something else and yeah, uh, using another word to look up and and it's hard to hone in on the bit that you need. 
I mean, when when I said well drawn laws, I wasn't really I wasn't really thinking of um, landlord and tenant stuff. Oh, which, you know, which ones were you thinking of? <coughs> I was thinking of um, uh, free speech stuff. Uh, I bet they're just full of legalese and com- complexities. They are, but as, as a principle, I, 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 I think free speech is a fundamental principle, and that if you don't have it, lots of other things become difficult or impossible as well. The last Labour government made thousands of amendments on free speech. Like, yeah. huge, like huge numbers and it, it even down to uh, quite casual speech that can cover words like um, darling and honey and so on uh, using the wrong context that is actually illegal oh. I think it would be hard to prosecute though there's also I mean, it would be a really are, petty case wouldn't it would some countries at the UN keep trying to bring in international law like blasphemy laws right As a blasphemy law for me is the most appalling idea well, and also you've got those uh, the Canadian laws for um, um, trans pronouns, which is a, a law, and, and I haven't looked at this the law, C-16? but C-16, wasn't it, yeah? As, as I understand it, C-16 just has, takes existing Some people interpret it to require you to use those pronouns. That, that I think, is a massive stretch. That's what, that's what um, Jordan Peterson was against, what saying that, saying that he, was, he was required to use words, which I would be 100% against. I, I wasn't wasn't that are. because of some juxtaposition of the Ontario law and the the university's uh, rules? Maybe. I, I don't know. It's, I, don't I know. mean, it's, it's possible that it could, be, it could be interpreted that way. If only we did a podcast that we researched. We should do another yeah. one that goes alongside this one, one that we've actually looked stuff up. But for example, you know, if I, I might say uh, on stage something about, you know, I've got nothing against Islam apart from the fact it's fucked up and wrong like all religion. Yeah. Like that. And some people get really weird about you saying anything about Islam that's negative. But it's clear, I'm, I'm an atheist, I clearly don't believe a word of Islam. Right. And you're also but that doesn't saying make me, or any religion. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know. but don't remember Islamophobic. I think that, that that's a thing sometimes happens. You get kind of panic legislation. A moral panic or something where people legislate hurriedly and don't, you know, don't realise the extent of the damage they're potentially doing. I think everything has so many different knock-on effects. Uh, that this was what I see with a lot of um, progressiveness and change at the moment is is demands for a change in this change without properly looking at repercussions. Yeah. Even that we've learned that about war now, and that's why we all fear war. Well, apart from killing people, but it's also that uh, we see how long they drag out for and how long <coughs> how they how easily they can go wrong. That you end up having to keep troops in a place for so long, and uh, and and even then can't really control the situation. And I think in the same way, with a lot of change, uh, e- even with trying to make the world gender neutral, even if that was the correct path to take, the, the effects of that we don't know. No, we don't. We'll model through, but uh, no, we do. That's the thing. But we, we don't do, know what, what damage happens in the meantime. I was at, um, I just did some gigs in uh, Singapore last year, and I saw a very uh, funny comedian from Singapore go like, "What's the only thing everyone knows about Singapore is that chewing gum's illegal," and so it makes Singapore seem really, really harsh. Right. You know, and the, but <coughs> she, she was just sort of taking the piss out of people from the UK and, and, and America. Just imagine them going, "Gum, gum, just bring this gum," <laughs> and they just don't give a shit because they just live without it. And spitting's illegal. Yeah, I suppose the chewing gum thing is probably. It's it used to be I'm not, not going to name fine, him. You could be fined in the UK for spitting in the fifties. Really? Yeah, I don't know. And 
think it's more a cultural thing out in that part of the world because uh, spitting is about getting, getting out the, the devil, isn't it? Getting, out the, getting the demon out. Oh, right. Yeah. So I think it, it was quite a common thing to yeah. see people just spitting everywhere and uh, that's why the law was brought in. There was a comedian I was out there with ages ago, um, and I'm not going to say his name, but he went out for a walk at night and got lost. Uh, ended up he was pretty drunk, right. walking around Singapore on his own, and uh, he told the next day, the next day that he'd got desperate for a poo and ended up having one on the street, uh, which wow. is quite an amazing thing to do in Singapore, really, isn't it? Yeah. By the way, it wasn't me. I did no. not be telling it. Um, I'm not the kind of person to poo on a street ever in my life. That's true. Um, it's absolutely true. Nick has followed me around and seen me never have, poo yeah. on a street. Yeah. Up walls. I remember the roofs. time we were, we, were, we were considering how uh, how he'd be the big cheese in uh, in the prison. Yeah, all the spitters, yeah, well, all the spitters looking up for the poo. Yeah. <laughs> I shan the street. Yeah. You're a hero. That's sort of a, a sort of bodily fluid version of may as well be hanged for a lamb as a sheep as a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, here's what I basically think about free speech is, is that, that <coughs> you need to protect it as a principle because the moment you don't, you're giving somebody the right to say what is and isn't okay. Right, and no one gets, no one should get to decide. I, 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 I completely understand, for instance, why denying the Holocaust is illegal in Germany. But do you why? Because I don't. I think it's because I had one once, and they're really, really cross about it now. <laughs> I don't think people. I, there's, I think there's a fear. That, that, I mean, they're, they're more viscerally aware than most countries of just how fast stuff can go like that. So there's a fear. But I, I'm I not think really they have in to display a certain amount of shame to to please the rest of the world. Right, I I, I agree. I think, I think there's some signalling going on, some international signalling, which is issues. sometimes necessary. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think we should acknowledge, uh, you know, the the empire, all the damage that the the, the empiricism did. But at the same oh, yeah. time, I don't think today's generation in Germany or anywhere else empiricism. The scientific why, method why, wasn't what we did wrong to why, India. Why don't you let me use any words I want? <laughs> Damn free speech. <laughs> Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Germans born now should be feeling guilt or shame no, for I, something I that happened, right? And I, I think that's often expected of people. Where that's also applied to white men, that we're supposed to feel uh, guilty and shameful for uh, the behaviour of white males in the past, or, or for yeah. being British. In fact, I'm, I'm fed up with how many things I've got to feel shame for, being white, being male, being British, and it, or even English, as far as Irish might be concerned. So, so that's that's a lot to carry on my shoulders considering I haven't done anything wrong. Yeah, and I, I get to play I, the I, Jewish I, card either and go, well, actually, around. I did like someone, um, an idea for a bit about someone expecting me to feel white guilt. I mean, why? Uh, I mean, slavery. I mean, but I, I haven't said what your ancestors did. And I'm going, well, no, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> None of my ancestors had slaves. Yeah. And I know that for a fact. Well, because I don't feel their white black guilt. Servants for wrote this, it in their diary yeah. for them. <laughs> basically, I feel I, I feel no white guilt for the same reason. I don't feel bad about having directed Indiana Jones and the Kim of the Crystal Skull because uh, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can recognise the collective wrong of your country, though, and not, yeah. not be in denial about that, which I think is good. Or about I, well, uh, I think people should. Uh, or, or any oppression that uh, people you, you've been related to in the past have been involved with just by being. They they weren't stopping it. No. But do you sort of but assume about the, Holo the Holocaust thing is, is that the moment you've got, oh, the government has decided what historical truth is and you're not allowed to question it, I think as a principle it's very, very dangerous. Yeah, totally. But then 
also I think it's best to let people talk when they, when they talk they say the stupidest things and that's that's really <laughs> where you can cut them down I think you give them a certain mystique by while not allowing them to talk yeah that's what happened with um, uh, oh who was it on question time that time Nick uh, Nick Griffin back when uh, yeah it was the BMP and uh, and it did him a load of damage right I, mean, I, I remember joking at the time that the program just looked like four grown adults trying to get a a kid with learning difficulties to say the n-word you know it kind of felt like it was that <laughs> it was kind of pushing me and the only person who got in trouble was what was interesting about it was it was jack straw that got in trouble from a lady in the audience who uh who told him that she shudders when he used the term afro-american well i mean how was he using it <laughs> chanting it he was saying those damned african no he, he just used the term i can't remember what the phrase was but he said africa afro-american yeah. and she shuddered <laughs> and said that she, uh, it's african-american uh, better with the accent, African American yeah. in my accent. Um, but that again, even like getting we're not the, an Afro. <laughs> you have to describe me by a haircut. Term. I, I, I you well, just, we should correct with right. You know, uh, Anglo-European, sure. Anglo-French, or whatever. It's, we we shorten the first word, so yeah, yeah. It's only in that sense. Sino-Japanese. But but um, we were talking about this last night, weren't we? That uh, African American is is now there's people protesting against that, which I predicted years ago that, that one would go it's ridiculous well, to it, it, it know people stop, by where their family originally came from or even emphasize the country they live in rather than just say white and black well that, that to me feels that kind of thing about, about how like the correct term is changing mm. as far as i can see just as a social phenomenon it can't ever stop no i think we have fashions with words yeah and i think that's what a lot of the the universities who are insisting this word that one and so on don't realize that they're going to be the enemy in another 10 20 years yeah Everything they're saying, and they're going to believe. Through. They're going to believe. We started our very first program talking about how change feels noble at the time, but then, so the people doing it now, the people insisting on using these <laughs> words, that expression, and so on, yeah, they're going to be out of date, and that's why they should uh, look to their elders really and look at a bit of history and realise that if they get everything they're writing on Twitter right now is going to be quoted in twenty years <laughs> and showing how racist they are. Yeah, but they should be allowed. Oh, I'm for them being allowed. Yeah. So where do you think free speech stops? That's, yeah. Somebody had a phrase: um, "Your freedom of expression stops at the moment your fist touches my nose." That's nice. But that's 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 freedom I'd, I'd of expression. I'd rather it stop a little bit before, so yeah, yeah, time yeah. to plan. Yeah, because if they just stop at your nose, yeah, <laughs> it's still you flinch. But um, I, I see if if it's definitely damaging. So if if it is the thing of yelling fire in the crowded theatre. There's a reason that, that, that is protected speech, and there's loads of things that aren't. Right? And, and so, in, in the states where they have very, very strong, they have better freedom of speech laws than we do, certainly, uh, and much weaker libel laws, uh, which is one of the reasons that you know a lot of uh, American stars take their libel cases to Britain, so yeah. that, you know, so the National Enquirer says something or whatever, <coughs> and they will check and see if it's published in Britain, and if it is, they'll sue them in Britain, where they have a very, very good chance of not only winning but costing the costing the defendant a lot of money right, okay um but in, in the states it's quite interesting what isn't isn't protected speech but for instance heckling is not protected speech is it not no in the states yeah like you can like so I mean, what i mean what, what i mean, mean is mean, sure it depends what they heckle no what do you mean what heckling I, itself no i don't i mean drowning out a speech so, so, so if someone really? if someone's, someone's made a speech if someone's booked to deliver a, a talk or something and there's an audience who have either paid or whatever they turn up, you 
you have every right to stand there holding a banner. That's protected speech. But if you if you basically destroy the speech, if you if you stop them, your that isn't protected speech. I, I guess on the principle that you're stopping them speaking. Right. You're trying to trump well, I think their that's speech. That's quite a good rule, actually. I think it's a good rule. Yeah, yeah. And for that, I think the person should be allowed to speak. Certainly. I, but I hear this on people go, well, we have the right to stop you or to shout over you. It's actually, well, I don't think you should. I think you should no. have the right to do a separate speech. And if yeah. you've got enough audience who agree with you, then. And to pick it out, to peacefully pick it outdoors, hold all the signs you want, all that. Peacefully pick it, yeah. yeah. But not, you know, not, prevent people not getting smacking into the, the windows, not injure people, not, not prevent the talk from happening at all. I mean, you can, you can vote against them being allowed to come. Say, but once they are, this is my thing with no platforming. I think you can deny someone a platform. Nobody has a right to a platform. But don't take someone who's already. Just a sec. Sorry, just, just a shoe a cat away. There's, there's, there's a cat that thinks it lives in our house and it's very difficult to get rid of if you let it in. Cute though. It's, it's a good cat. If you like cats. The cat just took a platform on the uh, on the um, wall here and was about to say something, and Nick stopped it. I know platformed it. No <laughs> cat formed. Cat formed, no cat formed. Um, but what, I think what I was saying was, um, don't take an already existing event and ruin it. Yeah, you know. I'd agree with that. Yeah, and, and also it just doesn't it doesn't look so. so, so How about be... actions? Though? How about a thing like burning the flag, which wouldn't be a thing particularly in, in the UK, but would in America? Does that come under free speech? <coughs> free what? What would that freedom be? of expression? Freedom it's... of expression. Uh, well, it, there's been well, court cases about is that. that the same. I, I believe it is protected. Although the, the flag is a very very sacred object to many Americans. Yes. Very. I mean, if you have an old flag that's got a bit tattered, you're not meant to let it drag on the floor. And there are specific places, buildings with boxes in them, where you can take your flag to be burnt or disposed it's, of. I, I find it odd that like. Americans don't see how we are about it and think, well, that's a much better way. You right. know, the, it, it, I think it's nice. It does. It. You can burn a flag, or you could shout something awful about the Queen, and everyone would just pass by and go, "Yeah, that's him." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't do any damage. Well, do you remember the story you were telling me about um, the American, uh, the Canadian comic Bobby Kill, think, thinking he was going to shock? Yeah, he came over to the country and he was going to cause him a shot by calling the Queen a cunt, and, and thought that would just <laughs> no have impressed. a reaction here. And I was saying, no one's going to, everyone's going to wait for the punchline. They're not going to yeah. go, uh, uh, "Oh my God, you, you're a dangerous." You trampled Indian, on our they? most sacred value. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's a good thing. I think it's good not to be hurt so easily. Yeah, I agree. That's why I'm glad we don't live in, a, in an honour culture. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad that if you say something about my mum. I will go, that seems unlikely. Yes. <laughs> I thought your mum, when? Yeah. Dad? Like, why? <laughs> uh, good luck. You know, the idea that that's, the, the idea that I've made a big magic button that you can hurt me with. Yes. Out of my honour and my Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. No, I see it the same way. I see it as like, like you're making yourself weak. Yeah. And you go, well, I can be really easily hurt just by you having an opinion on a flag or, or whatever. It's like wearing a big T-shirt that says, my Achilles heel is insulting my sister. <laughs> yeah, I did think of the, uh, was it the Stop Wall Street? Was that the name of that? Occup Occupy. Occupy Wall Street, yeah, yeah. When they uh, the police came around and uh, smashed all the tents down and burned them, they should have made those tents out of American flags so the police couldn't have done anything. That's nice. That's yeah. a good joke. Made it safe. It does make it that easy, doesn't it? Like, I'm, I'm just yeah. like, all, all black men in America should wear American flags. No one's allowed to shoot them. 
<laughs> the cop will get arrested for it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of think when it did go to the court that it was decided it's not an offence to wear the flag. Oh, I do seem to remember that happening. It was like that Bill Hicks had a whole routine about it. Right, okay. Yeah. It represents freedom, which I didn't... I don't really know much on the history of how old free speech would be, or, uh, you know, like Speaker's Corner, that's, that's yeah. pretty old, isn't it? I don't know how long it's been there for. I'd look it up, but I'm not going to. <laughs> But I think that's a really valuable up. part of, of, of London, is having Speaker's Corner. You've been there? Yeah, yeah, loads of times. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nothing. It's, it, just, it, it's, it's, it's mostly a load, load of... Mostly full of nutters. Yeah, nutters just shouting nonsense. But that's great. They're sometimes shouting at each other. But that is great. It's great that that can exist. Yeah. It, it makes me feel... So I, this is the thing about free speech. I, I feel safer for it existing. And, Absolutely. And, and the places in the world I've been where I felt the least safe were places where... Uh, Expression and, and speech were restricted heavily. Yeah, I, I nearly got um, I nearly got uh, arrested in the Middle East once because of a joke. I remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And what's weird? It wasn't a prepared joke. I just tapped a bit on the end of a. I used to. Have a, this is years. There must and years be something years ago. psychological going on that you did that. That was. No, it was. It, it used to get applause, and it was no, no, the last joke. The extra tag, and I didn't. It was on a whim, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely on a whim. You got to say what the joke. Uh, is the, the joke uh, at the time. This is a very, very long time ago. It was like fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was about um, recommending that you just chain smoke in a in a toilet cubicle. So it just fills with smoke, and then you wait until you hear someone else come into the toilets, and then you burst out, and all the smoke comes out, and you emerge and go, What year is this? <laughs> that was the joke, right? Yeah. And that used to be the sort of big clothes, I think. And <coughs> it got a laugh, but not the laugh I was hoping for. And it just in some, in the moment, I went, And then uh, here they'll say, Well, judging by the political system, sometime in the 17th century, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> And How did the audience the room just went weird. Oh, really? okay. It got it got it got some reaction, and a lot of them went very very quiet very quickly. It's not a harsh insult. No, but it's absolutely it's not okay to criticise the government. Yeah. In, in, uh, yeah. Oh, where was this? Abu Dhabi. It was in Dubai, think? wasn't it? No, it wasn't was it? Dubai. No? The other ones. Um, wasn't Dubai, Bahrain. It, uh, it was Abu Dhabi, I think. Could be Abu Dhabi's uh, a little stricter on, uh, on yeah. COVID than, than Dubai. But I didn't realise they had uh, they had a lot of Arab journalists in who I'd been told about, and one of them started going mental in the press room, going like, "How dare you know, How dare he come here and criticise the government?" Right. And, and the room, everyone apparently used to stay for drinks, and that night they didn't, no one did. Everyone just emptied out. You were, you were taken to a room somewhere, or told to wait in a room until it was all sorted, weren't you? Uh, sort of. I, I, so just, just stay there. Yeah, yeah. we're going to try and talk, there, talk this di- guy down. We're just talking you out of prison. Yeah, yeah. It's extraordinary, how, isn't how, it? How horrible is that? Though? And you just go, well, my country's much, much better than this country, then. Well, you is, can't is, get arrested yeah. for a joke. Except apparently in Scotland, you fucking can now. Can you? Oh, the guy dresses pog up as Hitler. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, didn't, didn't, I didn't particularly follow that story. You told me about it briefly the other day. I, well, because I, I was moving house and about, so I, I've got this happened twice now. I've found stuff on Twitter, and, and, and one of them I got taken in by fucking April Fools and Chortle. It's oh really? That, yeah, yeah. So that you will now have to be registered as a comedian to show that your intention is. Oh, okay. Uh, which is, I thought that was quite nice. April Fools, but really, if you read it at all closely, it was so obviously an April Fools. And I just, and it could I saw the link. <laughs> I clicked on it. Yeah. Half read it, and I uh, I didn't have my glasses on, so I just got right, I've got the idea of that. <laughs> Tweeted the thing. You fucking try it. I look forward to the court case. And then I thought, hang on a minute. And I read it again. And 
and I deliberately left my own tweet up because I thought <laughs> it was fair enough that I had been completely got by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one was, uh, yeah, I arrived in London a couple of hours to kill and found this uh, Jonathan Pye video. When I thought I first he was making up this thing outside the court in Scotland, and it turns out, no, guy's genuinely been uh, prosecuted for dressing his pug up as a Nazi and making a salute while he says gas the Jews. Right. The dog get away with it. I don't know. <laughs> the dog's been put down. And put a pound somewhere. <laughs> been set to doggy Nuremberg. <laughs> I didn't see the video. I haven't, poten- seen, I haven't it seen. It sounds to me potentially funny or potentially a bit. Uh, it, it depends on the guy who did it, whether he's actually a Nazi or whether he was a. I don't. I don't think he is. I, I don't think there's any suggestion he's a Nazi. I think. Do you know what the court? The court. Um, uh, do you know what the uh, judgment was in the end? Uh, he was. Oh no, God! I've just brought it up now. It's just a fine. It's not a. Yeah, I think it was just a fine. Yeah. Sent down to no, he wasn't. He was imprisoned. But it's still, it's still prosecuted by the state for about, making a joke. Okay, so give him a fine. How do you unteach the dog a skill like that, though? I mean, he knows that now, doesn't it? Yeah. He knows how to do his nasty salute everywhere. He's going to amputate one of his paws. Just to... <laughs> Stop him from behaving like that. There was a, um, I'm not going to say his name because he has to change his name now when he goes to Dubai, but there was another comedian who uh, uh, did a joke about Dubai whilst he was in Canada. And I remember the press oh, yes. um, reported right. on it and, and next thing he found he was banned on going from to, to Dubai. I know who this is, yeah. yeah. That's so amazing, he changed his name when he goes there. But that's I, heard, I, mean. I heard the story and I thought, oh, the idiot making that joke. And then I found out, he, no, he made it in Canada. Yeah. Wow. Yes. But even... Um, Dubai is not one of the worst ones. I can think of countries with far stricter laws on free speech, and uh, uh, I, I often feel a little unsteady in those places because the freedom of being yeah. able to go on stage and the most anyone can do is say they didn't like it is, is to me, that's immense. That's uh, I, I think that's the freedom I need to have as a comedian. Yeah, that, I mean, do you know what, I mean? what I mean, we I mean, do really is it does exist on the edges of free speech, doesn't it? Yeah. Which I, you know, for both us and the audience. Well, we extent. certainly push beyond the level of of the boundaries, of, you know, of, of acceptability, yeah. of, uh, of of where people are drawing the moral lines. But legally, is a different one. We we probably do cross legal laws quite a lot, actually, because so many of them are only applicable in uh, depending yeah. on the circumstance. And a lot of things are only applicable if people complain. So, did you know you can you can walk around naked in this country? No, I, I assumed I'd been doing it in some sort of protest. <laughs> <laughs> or just forgetfulness. I, no, I, I didn't know that. I thought, um, I thought there was a sort of public decency thing. Yes, but it takes someone to complain to make it uh, oh, indecent. I? Yeah. I do, I do know that sometimes... Which they'll largely do more if it's a man than a woman. Um, and yeah. that's been tested. And uh, women generally, all the free the nipple stuff is... People aren't objecting. <laughs> they just aren't. There was a survey done the other day, you know, the free the nipple thing, I should say, that, that was a campaign, a feminist campaign, that, that uh, it's not fair that men can uh, be uncovered above their waist oh, right. and women can't, and uh, and then in a survey done recently that was so unnecessary where they asked men and women whether they would be against women being topless in different situations, like on the beach, at the swimming pool, right. uh, in a restaurant, whatever, in the pub, and, uh, in the pub. <laughs> and um, most men are not against it. Whoa, it turns out... I wonder what that would do if, if it would if it would make breasts less erotic to straight men over time if you just saw them all the time. Um, I don't know about less erotic. I, 
you ever been in like a nude sauna or something or on a nude beach where after a yes. while it just stops it doesn't uh, titillate yeah in the I same got way. taken to this nude place in uh, in Amsterdam I remember having a, having a game of chess with a, a naked bloke and a chess set right um, <laughs> I mean apart from a slight <laughs> hesitancy to touch the bishops I was <laughs> I was fine <laughs> I think playing against the woman might be more off-putting though guess a naked woman yeah maybe you don't know how much I'm into chess. <laughs> Nothing can take you away from chess. Yeah, I lost my virginity after a game of strip chess. <laughs> and it nearly didn't happen because it was a really interesting game. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that, that's a good point. Because we've both been to places in the world where we didn't have free speech. Yep. And we also... Yeah, you're right. We We constantly say things on stage it's weird like when we were talking about the the radio thing that was in in the last uh, episode and we were talking about yes. you getting trouble in the Dubai radio for mentioning the word Jew and it's like it's weird not to even be able to say who or what you are yeah that is strange because that can get you uh, or, or that can cause upset they can be, be angry about something you've got no choice about whatsoever I think it would be quite upsetting if people found out what you really are <laughs> mm. yeah I keep that down no one will ever know no. one day I'll tell the truth that's the thing. I, I think that's quite funny the way people talk about comedians telling the truth. Like comedians know the truth. Oh no! Most of it's, it's really it's most of them just really read a book. Pompous, isn't most it? of them have read a book and then yeah. turned it into a bit of comedy and tried to sound informative with it and uh, knowledgeable. Um, now there are a few, aren't there? A few comedians who are specialised in a particular subject, but rarely. Most shows yeah. that are about something, it's just someone's opinion. Yeah, Dominic Frisbee has a thing at the moment, doesn't he? He's, um, about finance, it doesn't he's really into finance. And he is very well read on it, though. I'm sure he, he is, it, yeah. yeah. But so are many, many economists, and they disagree. It's not, you know, it's just free speech again, isn't it? It's, it's, it's opinion, it's, it's, it's an informed opinion. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, yeah, it's a question of how valid uh, a comedian's perspective really is, other than where it's humorous or, uh, you know, when, when yeah. it. When it comes to, I mean, it's, when it comes to doing an Edinburgh show, anyway, you're doing an Edinburgh show about something. It's like you, you, you haven't done a course on it. You haven't no studied but this. But also in an Edinburgh show, you could say anything. Interview. And I, I've said some absolutely indefensible things in Edinburgh shows. But the point is, I'm saying an indefensible thing, and they all know it because they've yep. been they're in your company for an hour, and that's enough time to really kind of be quite subtle with stuff like that. I think a certain level of naughtiness, wrongness, and so on breeds uh, intimacy, and I, I think yeah. it's, and I think sometimes by the certain type of dark humour, which is, which I like, uh, feels like because it's almost like that's what you do with your friends. It, it, there's yeah. the, the polite world when you first meet people, everything's polite and nice and lovely weather and so on. And as you get to know them more, you can be. But I always see that backfire because when I, I moved into a house where a guy just instantly started telling me his his favourite jokes and they were all just just unapologetically racist jokes yeah, that, yeah. that he then justified I've got a black friend who finds it funny and I'm going well, well that's, that's, that's the test for that then yeah isn't it yeah you mean you've got a black friend who has no choice about hearing you telling those yeah, jokes you, you've got yeah there's a man you know who's black who can't get away from you quick enough when he sees you coming yeah but you know what, every time you see like a, um, a Britain's First, National Front, whatever type march, there's always the one black guy they've managed to convince who, who they parade at the front. <coughs> yeah, I mean, there's money in that, I think. If you 
Milo, Milo, your black guy. Well, right, being the token, <laughs> Milo Yiannopoulos is you know some boyant gay man who um, espouses far right, alt right views. Yeah. And they loved him up until he went on about fucking thirteen year old boys. Yeah. But they loved him because of they, because they could point to see. Yeah. Why not yeah, yeah. bigots? This fag gets it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I read a thing with him recently, actually, saying that he's still he's he's not particularly bothered about that negative publicity at all. He's, uh, I think he's just, just a narcissist. Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wants the coverage. Right, I've got to be leaving and uh, getting off to do a show. Okay, don't. Well, so, I don't know how well we got free speech there, but we we covered it a bit. Yeah, because I think we're both probably on a similar in a similar place with it. Is uh, I, I don't think ab- absolutist is the right word, but I'm I'm. I, I think uh, free speech is, is extremely important, but at the same time, I think there's times where someone's clearly just taking advantage of it or using it as an excuse just to be in the yeah, past. Yeah. I, I did tweet once that uh, um, that I, I think free speech allows you to be a cunt, and I, I will defend your right to be a cunt, but you are yeah. still a cunt. Right. And that's what it comes down to sometimes with people. I think I go, well, you're just using it as an excuse just to be really unpleasant, and you're not doing anything useful with it. But I'd still defend your right to use it. Yeah, the, the, the thing people sometimes mistake is objecting to something that someone says, and yeah. objecting to their ability to say it. Yeah. You just go. You, you shouldn't have said that. It was outrageous. Oh, it's free speech. I, I wasn't saying you shouldn't be allowed to. I just don't think you should have. <laughs> I think I should be allowed to say anything. You know, but I'm not sure about other people. I've heard them. Yeah. This, this, this is very disappointing. <laughs> but even, even from that joke, I think that's sort of that skewers it exactly that's why it has to be a fundamental value because otherwise you're otherwise you're giving somebody the power to decide what is and isn't okay to say yeah yeah and that, that's never good it's kind of why democracy is massively flawed but everything else is worse yes because the system needs to be able to reset and, you know, and in the same way you need to it just, needs a protection yeah you know because because you know we've said before that a, a benign dictator can be a, a better thing than a dem- democratically led uh, or elected government but you can't guarantee it so the, yeah. the, the next it's not in the case of the next best thing it's like the, the only best thing that, that stops <coughs> the uh, the awful scenarios that could come out of uh, what could possibly be the best yeah. thing what's the phrase Jefferson had a great quote um, uh, something along the lines of no no government no matter how benign or liberal should ever put in place the mechanisms for totalitarianism right it's that thing you know, I, I know people who would forgive Obama anything like the drone strikes anything but you, the one after Obama's Trump every right you want Obama to have is also Trump's right yes of course so that's yes. that's why you've got to that's be philosophical about this stuff. yeah 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 alright well I'm going to race off and get a train go and do a show um, thank you for listening to another episode of Citizens of I, I, Nowhere. I thought you'd actually forgotten what it was for <laughs> no. a moment. Then. I thought you were hesitating, going, what the hell are we recording? Yeah. Thank you for listening to Citizens of Nowhere. Um, from myself, Kerry Marks, and, and myself, Nick Doody. Good night. <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> Sleep well. Sleep well. Pleasant <laughs> dreams. Don't have nightmares. <laughs>